episode 227. What's up? Thank you so much for stopping by the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm so very excited that you're here. I'm Katie Kremitzos. This podcast exists because it is a place for you to access very authentic stories from businesswomen so you can hear the ups, the downs, the tools, the strategies, all sorts of good stuff so that you can let it impact your business the way that you need to right now. If this is your first time stopping by the podcast, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you're here. If you're a longtime listener, you rock, you're awesome. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to these stories. There always, always is something to learn here. And whether you're new or a longtime listener, make sure that you go opt in at bizwomenrock.com because you will not only get updated on what's going on on the podcast, but you will definitely get into the trenches of the entire Biz Women Rock community, which includes a lot of phenomenal resources for you, okay? bizwomenrock.com. We have Michelle Evans here as my guest today, and uh, she's a total rock star, man. She she and I, cool little note is that she and I started our podcast right about the same time. She has a podcast called Breaking Free Podcasts, uh, and uh, she started about two weeks before I did. So January of 2014, I started Biz Women Rock February of 2014. But she is a marketing consultant, and I am calling her a marketing genius. She has a huge corporate history of being a very well-decorated marketer within the corporate space, transitioned out to doing things on her own. And she really differentiates herself as a consultant who is very hands-on, customizes every marketing plan that she creates for her clients. Uh, There's no cookie-cutter stuff here. So Um, We talk about some really interesting things in this conversation that I think you're going to really love. Number one, we talk about her sales funnel. what, how she actually attracts people, what she does with them once they're in her funnel, how she continues to communicate with them, and ultimately how she closes them and creates program for them. Uh, so that's a really interesting conversation. Um, and then we really talk about how to be clear about what your goals are. And Michelle talks a lot about how she organizes herself, which I thought was really great. And some of the major, really, I'm going to say they're non-businessy things that she had to do in her own personal life in order to really allow her business to really explode in revenues. Um, And that's a lot about her money belief, her financial beliefs. Um, And so she talks a lot about that, which I think is brilliant. So lots of great stuff here to learn. Um, So let's get rolling with Michelle. Michelle, what is going on, girl? Thank you so much for being on Biz Women Rock today. Thanks for having me. We're totally at polar opposite ends of the country, but it's great (laughs) to talk to you. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. Um, I told you my sister lives in Seattle, and we always joke about the fact, because we both grew up in Arizona, so I'm thinking, okay, like you're used to the sun. You should have the sun. That's why I live in Florida. (laughs) But we joke all the time that Florida has as many days sunny as Seattle has uh, rainy. So um, yeah, it's definitely I would believe that. <laughs> but it's a beautiful place. Uh, having lived there for a little bit and visited many, many times, I love it. It's actually you've been the you've been there your whole life, right? 
I have, yeah. Nice. I've lived in this area, all over the place in this area, but I've never lived outside of this, of this state. Gotcha. Well, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. I know why you don't want to leave. So um, so I'm really excited to have you here. What a treat this is going to be today. Um, because you are someone who um, you and I have sort of like known, quote unquote, known each other uh, ever since our podcast began. You launched your Breaking Free podcast about two weeks before I launched mine back in 2014. And, uh, and right away, we really connected through um, Podcasters Paradise, who are a podcasting community. And I remember listening to your show, kind of checking you out and being like, dude, this girl, this girl's pretty, she's got it. She's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was, it was just so cool. So I have had the privilege of being able to sort of watch you, uh, you know, and kind of watch what you're doing and watch what your podcast is doing and watch what your business is doing. And it's been really awesome. And I, the reason why I really would, am loving having you on the show is because I think there's so much that you're doing that anyone listening can really learn from. So, um, so you really do marketing like you're like this marketing genius I'm gonna call you I will call you that you don't have to call that yourself that so um you're this beautiful marketing genius and um what I would like to know a little bit about is how how you even got to sort of start your own consultancy uh, back in 2011 like how how did that come about yeah well so I did marketing corporately for 16 years so I worked in banks and startups and at Microsoft. And and the whole time that I was working in a job, I always wanted to go out on my own, but it seemed so far off and hard. And I really, really started having these urges to be out on my own in like 2008-ish. And um, fast forward to 2011 and June 2011, I had my son. He's my youngest. Mm -hmm. And, um, I worked the day that I went into labor with him until one o'clock. I went into labor with him like, I don't know, seven hours later. What? (laughs) Yeah. Um, because I was, yeah, I was just this crazy workaholic person. Like I could not just step away. And the end of Microsoft's fiscal year is at the end of June. And so I was really trying to wrap up some projects. I was, um, in the running for this huge global award and I really wanted to, get it, which is why I was working so hard. And long story short, I got it. And so in August, I went in to have um, a special awards lunch with the chief marketing officer at Microsoft and a few other people. And after that, I went and met with my boss and got my annual review. And he said, you know, Michelle, so excited that you won this this year. But I'm just going to let you know, uh, next year, the most that you're going to get is middle of the road for your performance review because you're out on maternity leave for 20 weeks. What? That and stuff I, really happens? Yes. And <laughs> first of all, it's totally illegal. I mean, let's just yeah. let's just say that. But I actually, it was actually like the kick in the behind that I really needed. Wow. Because I had been, I had been like, oh, wouldn't it be nice someday if I could kind of sort of have my own business. And and I had been literally for about a year stuck on the name of my business. Like that wasn't why I was <laughs> opening my business. It sounds so silly now, but I it's get true. It. I get it. I was like, Hemin and Han, what should my name be? I literally, I was so furious at him. I took my, th- I said, by the way, I think that's illegal. And he's like, well, you can't prove it. And <laughs> I took Come my on. stuff, like I packed up my bag, I took my 
myself home and I was so mad that that night I put the kids to bed and I had my business open before midnight that night. Oh my God. So something <laughs> that you were like contemplating for what at that point, what, three years now? At and least, then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, boom, hours. I'm done. Started. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I didn't leave my job right away because first of all, I wanted to finish out my maternity leave. But second of all, I was like, uh, yeah, now I need to find some clients. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I have a huge paycheck to replace. I need to, you know, work on that. And so I took from August until January of uh, 2012. So just that time period from August to January, I took to network with people to really beef up my LinkedIn connections to start reaching out and having lunches and just saying, hey, <laughs> do you have any marketing projects that you might like my help on? And so the cat kind of started getting out of the bag. Got it. But people were pretty good about not getting it back to my boss and I gave my notice and I was out of there and I literally left my job and I stepped into replacing just about all my income right away. No. August, September, October, November, December, five months, like five, six months. Wow. And you know what? I got to tell you that that's often such a far off and scary thing for people making that transition out of corporate is like, it's going to take me years to do that. But so what, I mean, how were you actually closing the deal because there's one look you know there's there's a difference between okay I I was kind of thrown mud up, up against a wall I'm out here networking I'm having lunches with people I'm asking how did you actually close all those deals how did you get people to become your clients what did you have prepared that was like you can now get into this program or or work with me this way what 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 did that look like yeah. So, I mean, I was really lucky in that I had a pretty big network of people who knew me anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I was just firming up the, those connections in a different way. And so what I just did is I would go around and say, hey, Katie, what are you working on these days? Like, what's really challenging? Have you had a hard time finding a vendor who can help you? And then I would just pitch. Got it. So I would find out what your problem was and how I could help you get that solution. And, and I mean, granted, that was with corporate stuff. So I'm talking to people who have, you know, fairly good sized budgets. This isn't right. coming out of their own pocket. Right, right. But at the same time, uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't um, content with just doing corporate consulting. I, I opened my own business. And actually, my first coaching business was doing career coaching. Really? Uh, totally different than what I do now, but it's the world that I came from. I was in, um, you know, some really high level programs at Microsoft. I had career coaches from early age. And so I was really familiar with that style. Mm-hmm. And I had gone through coaching school and I was like, you know, I want to build a coaching business too. And so I also leveraged a lot of connections to do some corporate workshops and to do some development stuff. Um, which allowed me to replace my income with the corporate consulting, but then build on that income with all of my coaching stuff. And then I started getting coaching clients there. Got it. So it really worked as almost like a marketing tool for you. Yeah. Yeah. And because I spoke the corporate language, I was, I I had a leg up on a lot of the coaching companies that were coming in that were speaking coach language. Interesting. Yeah, that's very, very true. So you had a huge advantage there. Yeah. But after a couple years of doing, actually, yeah, probably a couple years of doing the career coaching stuff, I just realized that I I didn't like it anymore. Yeah. And I actually shut that business down. 
So now do do kind of an overview of your entire business model now. Like what what services are you really providing? How do you provide them? What are the pockets of revenue for you? What does that whole thing look like? Yeah, so I've done a few different things. So my biggest focus right now is um, doing one-on-one strategy work with sort of mid to higher level clients, people who've been in business for maybe three or more years and are really ready to take their business to the next level. I've done a lot of work with people who are just starting out as well, uh, but I haven't focused on marketing that as much lately. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a good pocket of people where we do like VIP days, um, where we just get really roll up our sleeves and dive into their numbers, their strategy, their messaging where their clients are, just all that kind of stuff. And then we build out maybe a six or 12 month program where we're working together to, um, I, I'm all about testing. So, you know, people always are like, what's the right marketing thing for me? I'm like, I don't know. It depends on you. Right, right. <laughs> depends on who you are, who you're talking to, what you're trying to offer and, and, um, and how you naturally communicate. And so we can do these intensives and then we spend the next number of months really rolling it out and seeing what's working and what's not. And I love to run tests and I love to, um, you know, just see, okay, does this angle work better or does this angle work better? Not to get somebody away from how they naturally communicate, but just to help them show up as the best they can. Got it. Um, so, so that's a lot of the work that I do and I love it. I get super passionate about it because, you know, helping somebody add another 10, 15, $20,000 to their monthly income is huge. Yeah. It's a life changer. Right, right. Um, I've also done, uh, I just finished up about six weeks ago, um, a small group mastermind. Um, and this mastermind was specifically focused on people who were just starting out. So they either didn't have a website or were just starting up their business. And it was the Clarity, Confidence and Cash mastermind. Mm-hmm. And we really went through and figured out, all right, what's the right business model? What's the right message that, you know, just those really foundational pieces. And that's what we did in the mastermind. I don't have that running right now. I offered it um, as a test in, uh, for the first three months of this year. Mm-hmm. And I might do it again. It was really fun. Um, but I like, I like the high touch stuff. Right, right. So um, one thing I'm really curious about, and I think that this will be a question that a lot of people who either want to be a consultant or are currently a consultant or a coach and, and really want to grow their business uh, significantly, I want to I dig into your sales process a little bit because already a few things that you said just sound yeah. super brilliant and, and things that not every consultant does. Like you're talking about this VIP day. Uh, you're talking about then being able to you know talk about a six to 12 month program for them. Can you talk a little bit about um, how, and we'll get into how you market uh, a little later, but once somebody sort of starts in your funnel, like where do they start where do they go? What what has worked well for you to convert them into clients and to convert the client into, a, you know, like a long term client and someone who's uber happy with what you're doing because it's a really great fit from the get go. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to preface this by saying that right now I'm really focused on more solopreneurs and very small business owners. So this is not the sales process that I necessarily use in the corporate setting. Got it. Okay, but. Um, because the funnel would look really different. It's a lot more high touch in that setting. Got it. Um, so when I work with my favorite clients, <laughs> the ones that I work with the most now, 
Um, a lot of times they come to me through either like a guest blog or a guest podcast or maybe a Facebook ad or something where I have a free gift that I'm giving. And, you know, the, the free gifts change all the time, but they're always aimed at the kind of person that I want to attract. So right now my free gift is all about how to figure out if your marketing's working. So it's called the Simple Marketing Metrics Guide. And so the only people who would be interested in that are people who are actually doing marketing and they don't know if it's working or not. Got it. All right. Very specific. Yeah. So I'm really specific on who I want to pull into me because these are the people I love to work with. So they're actually doing some stuff and they're just kind of scratching their head saying, I'm not sure if this is actually working or worth my time. And that gives me a really great base to start with. So I guess for your listeners, I would say, what's a small piece of the bigger problem that you're solving for your clients that you could offer as a free gift so that you're attracting the right people to you, but also so that even if they don't work with you, they get a ton of value. Right, right. Um, Because right now might not be the right time for them to work with you, but that doesn't mean you can't still serve them. And so I guess my the other piece is that I really come from a, a serving place is that I want to be open and transparent and help people, you know, really get the most out of whatever they're doing. Right. So when somebody says, yes, I'm interested, they're kind <clears throat> of coming into your funnel, um, how um, I notice that you have like, you know, a free consultation with you on the phone. Is that generally how you're sort of having that mm-hmm. initial let's test each other out and see if this is going to be good? Yeah, nobody can hire me unless I talk to them first. Uh, And the reason is, is because I'm so high touch. And it's really a a ongoing thing that I don't want somebody to just like hire me, and then we're not a good fit. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes. I want to make sure that I'm totally on board with what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that we're a good match. Um, so yes, they come and so they sign up for my free gift and they get a whole series of a whole autoresponder series. So I have a whole bunch of blog posts that um, help them say, all right, is your marketing not working? Here's some, like I have a whole teaching series of blog posts. And throughout all of the autoresponders where I'm teaching even more, maybe giving more free resources, I'll continue to invite them to have a conversation with me. Okay. Now, not everybody has a conversation, but the ones who do, it's a great conversation because they've got a lot of value right. and they've moved along in understanding what's not working for them. So when we get on the phone, it's really easy for me to say, hey, what is it that you really, really need in your business? What's important to you right now? And it's usually I need more clients and I need more money. Like those are the two that right. I hear the most often. And and it's often under the guise of, and I'm not sure if what I'm doing is actually making an impact. Um, and so it helps to have, it helps to set up a really good conversation. So when people come in, they've kind of been funneled in to say, this is what I'm all about is helping you do better marketing, helping you get more clients, helping you make more money. And if that's not what you're looking for, you're probably not going to reach out to talk to me. Right. So it makes the sales process easier, I guess. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And then, yeah, I'll have a, a 30 minute conversation with people and, and usually, um, they'll walk away with one or two things that they can try out. And then we might talk in a week or so. And at that point we can decide if we want to work together or not. Got it. Love that. So I want to transition to your podcast. How and why did you come across the idea or even think that podcasting and creating a podcast would be good for your business? 
You know, that's a really good question. Um, and I, actually, I'd love to hear the same answer from you. But, <laughs> um, you know, podcasting to me just seemed like a way for me to share knowledge in a much more intimate and personal way than just writing. I, I love to write. I love to blog. But if somebody doesn't know me, they don't know, like, my sense of humor or my intonation or right, anything right. like that. And podcasting can be so much richer and you can dive into so much more. And also, let's just be honest, we're, all of us are on the go. Yeah. And it's so much easier to take this and plug in headphones or whatever and listen on the go versus having to sit in your email inbox and read something or go to a blog and read it. Right. Very, very true. What sort of um, like what sort of launch strategies did you have in the, in the beginning? Because you already had a community. You already had, you know, clients. You already had people who knew who you were. So you already had an established business. What what were a few of the steps that you went through in order to launch your podcast successfully? You know, it's interesting that you say that, Katie, because I did already have clients, but I had just ditched that first business. So I oh. shut down that business in October of 2013, and I launched my podcast in January of 2014. And during that whole like end of October to January time frame, I was sort of munging through who I want to work with. Like right. I was just interviewing a lot of people because I I didn't want it to be about career coaching. That's not what I wanted to do anymore. But I wasn't sure exactly who I wanted to talk to. So I wasn't sure what my podcast was going to be about. And it took me a little bit of time. Got it. So my podcast was actually a way for me to relaunch my business in a whole different area. Interesting. And what kind of, um, yeah. you know, definitely talk about sort of in the beginning of the, of the podcast, but even now too, what sort of impact has it had on your business? Well, so I took, um, I stopped season one at the end of November 2014. And I just picked up podcasting again for season two, mm -hmm. uh, maybe like the beginning of May. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of hemming and hawing because um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back to it. Not because it wasn't effective. I just, I was kind of tired of it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but what was really fascinating to me is that even though I hadn't published anything for a number of months, my numbers were still up. Really? People were still finding it. People were still emailing me about stuff with questions. And I was like, you know what? I think that I need to go back to this and just find a way to make it interesting to me again. Interesting. So what, what did you do coming back into it for season two? Um, well, I just said, hey, I'm back. It's season two, and we're going to be changing up the format a little bit. And what I found is that um, people were super, they were like, yay, you're back. I'm so excited. And I don't know, I guess that you just never know who you're impacting. Does it, I, I don't yeah. know if that makes sense to you, but it's like sometimes you're just talking to your microphone and it's like, I don't know if anybody cares or is listening, but they are. <laughs> they definitely are. Yeah. And I have, I definitely have that too. Like, uh, you know, like you get caught sort of in this, like right now, literally I'm sitting in an office by myself talking to Michelle, who's on the other side of the country by herself in her office. And, you know, I'm talking to a mic, looking at a, just a picture of you on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and so you wonder, you know, because I am so and I, I absolutely get this vibe from you. I'm so passionate and believe so wholeheartedly that the stuff that's in here and the conversation that ends up happening is really valuable. Like, yes. I don't care if one just one person 
it hits them in the smack in the middle of the face like oh my god I can totally change my business because this is what I was looking for but you know like I'm I'm pretty lucky and so are you that a lot of people are are really experiencing that and feeling that and um but you can you can forget like okay is this really are people really listening but you know your numbers tell you that they are the emails are telling you that they are the comments on social media are telling you that they are and that that feels really good yeah and then the other uh, you're absolutely right on all of that and then the other piece is I just like connecting with other entrepreneurs in this way it's fun to have these conversations and to learn from one another yeah yep I totally agree so um so you're into season two now um you changed up your format a little bit people are really loving it they're really digging it um, and you continue to kind of do that stuff to just build all these, let's call them like little fingers that are out there about with your brand on it, with your business on it. Um, one thing I'm really curious about, because, you know, there's a, there's, am I, there is like a sea of consultants, right? And within that sea, <laughs> many yes. of them are marketing consultants. So um, what do you do that really helps to differentiate you? Like, how do you make sure that you are standing out and that you're somebody really unique and it's not just, oh, here, I am the marketing consultant, you know, like, how do you make sure to stand out? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the ways that I stand out is I'm really clear on what I'm not. So, you know, I'm not like your Facebook ads um, specialist. Do I do Facebook ads? Yeah, but I'm not the one that you're going to go to just for that. I'm not the YouTube expert. I'm not, you know, what I really focus on is helping people, helping my clients figure out the right business strategy. So how do they monetize? Who are they talking to? You know, what is the strategy to make their income goals? And, and um, who are they trying to help? And then how do we package all of that up in a way that drives clients to their door? And so I am really clear on I'm all about business and marketing strategy that delivers bottom line results of more clients and more profits. And that could take any number of ways. Like I was just on a call with a client a couple hours ago. And when we first started working together, he was all worried because he doesn't like online stuff. And he thought that that was the only way he could build his business. Mm. And after we did some assessments, like I love how to fascinate.com. Have you ever taken that assessment? No. Okay, my favorite, hands down my favorite in figuring out the right marketing strategy for you. That and Strength Finders 2.0 and How to Fascinate is like $40 or something mm-hmm. and Strength Finders is like $22. So they're not even expensive assessments, right. but they are pure gold because with How to Fascinate, we figured out his specific type and I said, of course you hate online. It is like the exact opposite of your personality type. Like we need to figure out what your signature talk is. We need to figure out what audiences you can get in front of. We need to figure out how we can leverage your specialness and drive clients in your door. And, you know, two, three months later, he's out there and he has lots of clients and he has done not, he doesn't even have an autoresponder. Now, I am trying to get him to get that, but, <laughs> uh, but the point is there is no rule book to follow in building your business. It really does come down to where are you able to um, really leverage your personality, your strengths, and who you want to serve, and what what is it that they're looking for from you? And so anyway, I get super 
carried away and passionate as you can tell. I can but hear. <laughs> yeah. But I, the thing that I hate is when people think that there's only one right way to build their business and right. there isn't. Right. So um, as far as building your business all of these years, um, you know, one of the ways that, that I know is so true for every single businesswoman, although we all do it in very different ways, is that we have to be organized. We have to be focused. How, how have you come to make sure that you're organized and focused? Like what real strategies do you have? What real practices do you have every day? What tools do you use in order to stay focused, keep, keep business moving forward, keep working on top of your business and make sure that you're actually getting things accomplished? Yeah. I think the first thing is to be really clear on what those goals are. Like, you know, do I, do I need more clients? Do I need um, more speaking engagement? Like, what is it that I need to move my business forward to reach my goal? Uh, I have a whiteboard in my office. I just turned my head to look at it. So, (laughs) and uh, right now I have a few new client slots that I want to fill. And so there's empty circles waiting for somebody's name there. And I know that I need to talk to X number of people um, like in a talk or in a webinar or something, I need to talk to X number of people in order to have Y number of sales consultations to get Z number of new clients. So it's just really simple math and it keeps me super, super focused. I also have um, a simple sheet of paper that I have in my top desk drawer that I keep track of the critical tasks that I need to, or the critical um, not tasks, but mileposts that I need um, to hit. So do I need to, uh, you know, reach out to, you know, 10 guest articles um, this month? Or do I need to try to have a few new speaking gigs? Like, what is it that I need to do in order to reach those goals? And I just have you know, one to three things, no more than three that I'm focused on. And that is what I focus my efforts on. I have a lovely VA who helps with all the back end stuff and I couldn't do my business without her. And I also have an intern um, who helps me with stuff. Got it. So it helps keep me organized. And and my VA is pretty on top of me for the stuff that I need to do that's behind (laughs) the scenes that I like to ignore. (laughs) So she's kind of like a VA slash butt kicker. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I think uh, for our local business, we uh, we have like an event coordinator because we do a lot of events. And I told her from the very beginning, she's a contractor. And I was like, listen, I'm just going to tell you straight up, like you need to keep me in line. Like that's part of what your job description is here is that yes. you need if, if you if you need an article from me because you know, this newsletter is due and this article has to be done by this time. I'm going to do my best to do it. But your part of your job is letting me know we can advance. Katie, get get that darn article now. <laughs> yeah. Schedule time on your calendar right now. And if you don't, I will. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, thank goodness for people like that who yeah. are so into the details and they're in the right business, right? Yeah. Yeah, because exactly. that's what they're good at. Yeah. Um, so one of the last questions that I want to really talk about is some of the lessons that you've learned as you've evolved through this business. Like what are some of the things that you know now that you did not know when you first started? And everything is not a good answer. So <laughs> I know that there have been plenty of lessons, but name a, a couple of them that like, wow, this was like a huge epiphany for me to learn this and it impacted my business big time. And I absolutely did not know that when I first started my company. Yeah, um, it's a great question. And there are a lot of things that I learned. I think um, 
one of the biggest lessons that I learned is that it, it's hard to sell yourself and it's hard to, um, it, like for me, I think the hardest thing was selling myself. And so the lesson that I learned is that I have to be really clear on how I help people that I'm not like stealing money from them. Um, because I had all these weird <laughs> thoughts and feelings when I first started, not with corporate clients, but when I started working one-on-one -on -one with like real people who were paying me out of their <laughs> pocket, yeah. I, yeah. I had all of these weird money beliefs. And so I, I don't know if that's the kind of answer you're looking for, yeah. but for me, it was a lot of personal work of, wow, I really need to be clear on what's the value that I give to people and mm -hmm. um, that, yes, it's actually worth them paying me some money. And it took me, I mean, I did some free work for people and I realized pretty quickly that nobody values free. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to start charging uh, the right kind of um, money that, so that I could live. Um, like when I was doing my coach certification, I remember these well-meaning instructors saying, you know, just, just take on a client for $25 a month and coach them four times a month and, and you'll get tons of experience. And I, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those clients pretty much didn't care if they didn't show up for $25 <laughs> a month. Like, you know, yeah. it's, I don't know, $8 a session or yeah. something. Yeah. And so they don't care. And so I just, it took some, it took some money work. Like that's probably the biggest thing I learned. Everything else is just a skill and just trial and error. Um, so the, the money piece. And then the second piece is I've had some pretty big failures. And like when I first started my business, I tried to launch an online course for career coaching that was along the lines of what I did for my workshops. And I thought, man, I do these for a workshop. I can just tape some things. Like I know how to do this. Right. The course was such a stinker bomb. Like, <laughs> I did not even sell one single, <laughs> not even one single um, seat. And it wasn't even very expensive. I can't remember what it was, like 149 or something. It was right? ridiculous. I spent a crazy amount of time. And I was really in a funk after I, quote unquote, failed. And it took me, like, I had to have some heart to hearts with myself and be like, are you committed to this or do you just want to do corp like what, what is it that I really want? And I, I would say if anybody is in that place where they feel like, Oh, I'm just, I can't make this happen. It seems so easy for everyone else. I just want to be super clear. Like it's easy for nobody. Right. And there are a lot of people who have big giant failures and they just actually don't talk about them that often. But I think sharing that, you know, I had, I had more than one, but that was my probably biggest and most heart wrenching one because I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like I know how to market. I know how to do this teaching. Why is this not coming together? And looking back, I can see all the pieces that I missed because I was so heads down on what I was trying to do that I forgot all about the people I was trying to help. Mm. That's probably like the biggest learning. But but it also was a real gift because I had to dig deep and say, you know what, I really do want this. I really want to focus on building this other piece of my business where I help individuals. And I need to work on my money talk and I need to work on um, being really clear on who I'm helping so that I'm not building things for me, but actually for people who need who want them. Right. 
Right. So I, I don't know if that's what you were looking for, but those are probably two of the biggest for me. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's very, very good. Great, great advice and great lessons. Michelle, I think you and I could go on for quite some time, but I want to go ahead and uh, conclude and just say thank you so much for sharing so much about your journey. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This has been great. There are two major things that really stuck out for me in that conversation with Michelle. One of them was that she uses a free giveaway or like a free gift um, specifically to attract the type of client that she wants. And I thought that was great reverse engineering. So it's not just like, oh, I know this stuff. Let me just give it away for free and use this as kind of a freemium thing. But truly develop a free gift that is going to attract and um, get those folks who you want to be clients to be interested in you and want that information. So that was one really great one. And secondly, I think just the overall uh, conversation about money beliefs and what she really had to go through in order to shift her mentality about money and what she was really worth and being ready to ask for that and being value like valuing herself there was a huge money shift for her and I really appreciated that because I think a lot of people really experience that so I'm so glad that she was real open about that so lots of great stuff in here Um, remember the number one thing that you could do is make sure you're taking this and not only listening and experiencing that little aha in the moment while you're in the car maybe out for your run or um, you know just chilling out at home making dinner or what have you um But really take it and like promise yourself that you're going to execute it in some way. If now is not the right time, write a note to yourself and put it in your calendar for tomorrow that says, this was a great idea, implement it. Uh, Because that's the way that you're going to make shifts and moves and uh, growth happen in your business. Okay. All right. I will see you on the next show. Mm